Hello everybody, what's up? Welcome or welcome back to You Learn Something New Every Day with Chloe Vetter. I am your host, my name is Chloe, and I hope you all are having an amazing day, an amazing evening whenever you're listening to this. And I'm really excited for today's episode. It's been planned for a few weeks now, so I'm excited to finally get around to record it and upload it later on this week. I am doing part three of the series that I've been doing on the book I'm reading, or not reading, but did read, which is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. This is going to be mainly revolving around chapter three. I really think each chapter deserves its own episode. And I just want to really be able to elaborate on some points that he made. So if you haven't heard the other two episodes on chapter one and chapter two, go check them out. They, not the most recent one that I did, but the two others that are right before that one. Those are the ones that are on this book as well. So before we do dive into it, I'm going to share what I learned. So... If you're new here, the reason that this podcast is called You Learn Something New Every Day with Chloe Vetter is because you really do learn something new every day, whether you realize it or not, whether it's a mundane thing, whether it's a really important, serious thing, whether it's, you know, small or big, whatever it is, you you do learn something new every day. And if you think you don't, that just means that you're probably not being as present and as aware as you could be. When we are paying attention to what is going on around us, when we're being fully present, not worried about the past of, you know, what has happened, not worried about the future, what is going to happen, when you are being in the moment, that is when you learn, that is when you are present and aware and mindful, and it's really important to implement that into your life sooner rather than later. So if this is the first time you're hearing of any of those terms, start looking into it, start diving into it a little bit. So... I just want to share one thing that I learned at the beginning of each episode. So this past weekend, I was dog sitting just for one night, and I was staying at this couple's apartment, and they had two husky dogs and a cat, and their apartment, one, was beautiful inside and out. Like, it was just a very homey, yet aesthetically pleasing space, Um, and they were really awesome people and I just kind of learned what it was like to be around huskies. I feel like I've definitely pet a husky before but I've never had a friend that like had a husky or anything like that. Like I've never just like been around one like that and they did snuggle with me when I stayed the night there that one night but I don't know it was cute. I just have never gotten to really experience the presence of a husky and they were so so sweet. It was a boy and a girl They were so sweet. They were so cute. They were like puppies, but they were huge. So it was funny. One of them was really, really big. And I swear, he thought he was a lap dog. He kept trying to get on the couch and like sit with me. And I was like, dude, you're literally falling off. I don't know what's going on, but it was cute. It was cute. But yeah, that's kind of what I learned and just, you know, experiencing being living like quote-unquote on my own for a a day or two um I love when I get to dog sit slash like house sit because I don't know I like I like being in my own space and I like being able to do things and not have any other you know distractions or anything like that so it was a good weekend it was fun but anyway 
let's dive into the main topic of today. I'm excited. And like I said, this is chapter three of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. So this book, if you've never read it, you've never seen it, this on the cover, it says it's a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. So, this is part three of my series, and this is chapter three. It's called You Are Not Special. So, this chapter opens with a story of a man who was all talk and no walk. So, you know, he was pretty entitled. His self-esteem was through the roof. But he was all talk, no walk. He was all, all, you know, he would hype himself up, stuff like that, but he would not actually like his actions would say otherwise you know what i mean like they he says one thing and does something else so the thing was he felt good about this now this guy believed his own bullshit which was him thinking highly of himself because in reality he was not you know the the best guy out there and it talks about in this chapter in the beginning how self-esteem practices began to be taught once it was realized that raising the population's self-esteem could lead to, you know, tangible social benefits. And this was in the 70s when these, you know, self-esteem practices began to be taught. Um, and it it was emphasized, like, these practices were emphasized by everybody, you know. It made kids feel better about their lack of achievement like participation awards began to be you know invented and stuff like that I mean I'm sure everybody like think about it like when you did sports as a kid like I'm sure or any type of activity any type of extracurricular you got an award even for not doing anything necessarily quote-unquote special you know what I mean on page 43 he says we are not all exceptional And that's true. Like, we can't all be special. We can't all be exceptional. Otherwise, exceptional, that like, it doesn't mean anything. So when, when someone like this guy that they, you know, told a little story about in the beginning of the chapter, when we're all talk, feeling, like, when we feel good about ourselves, yet that feeling of feeling good has no meaning it it doesn't mean it it really doesn't mean anything like what i'm trying to say is feeling good about ourselves has no meaning until you have a good reason right it doesn't mean anything unless you have a good reason to feel good about yourself so that adversity and failure those are necessary for developing strong-minded, successful people. If we don't have failures, if we don't have adversity, if we don't acknowledge when people aren't really achieving anything, like, that... We're not going to be able to have people who, you know, develop these characteristics of having a strong mind and being successful and being independent and hardworking, all that on page where is it where is it page 44 he says manson wrote the problem with the self-esteem movement is that it measures it measured self-esteem by how positively people felt about themselves 
But a true and accurate measurement of one's self-worth is how people feel about the negative aspects of themselves. So again, that was on page 44. He wrote, the problem with self-esteem movement is that it measured self-esteem by how positively people felt about themselves. But a true and accurate measurement of one of one's self-worth is how people feel about the negative aspects of themselves. So basically he's saying it's not about how you feel about your your accomplishments and your your good aspects. It's how you feel about your negative aspects. It's how you feel about your lows, not your highs. That's what a true measurement of self-worth and self-esteem is. We become so fixated on feeling good and i'm not i know this is easier said than done i know i'm not trying to act like i'm perfect and i don't do this because i definitely do it's hard to snap yourself out of different realities that your ego might create for you but when we become fixated on feeling good to the point where we believe that we are accomplishing great things even when we're not like that that's just gonna lead you down you know it's gonna lead you down a rabbit hole and it's gonna distort your reality to an extent so this is kind of where entitlement comes into play and i did use this word earlier so when i'm talking about entitlement here on this episode i'm talking about entitled people's delusional self-esteem and their confidence it's contagious and i know you all have met at least one person who is very entitled with you know the delusional self-esteem and delusional confidence it's contagious to be around them but on page 45 manson wrote the problem with entitlement is that it makes people need to feel good about themselves all the time even at the expense of those around them when i read this quote i remember the first time i was reading this book i was like holy shit that is so true i want to read it one more time the problem with entitlement is that it makes people need to feel good about themselves all the time even at the expense of those around them and it is difficult to break away from this if this is how your brain has worked for x amount of years if this is how you have seen the world for x amount of whatever it's difficult to break away from this entitlement just really distorts everything around you to reinforce itself right everything is either an affirmation of someone's greatness someone's in, it, someone who's entitled everything is either an affirmation of their greatness or a threat to their greatness so any attempt to reason with them is seen as a threat or jealousy jealousy excuse me so this was another thing that really kind of you know made me sit back and want to think for a second I mean, and that is just, a lot of it is just our ego talking. Like, when we're looking for validation, 
it's so easy to, you know, distort any type of information that comes our way. Like, constructive criticism to an entitled person, like, trying to tell them something when you're trying to help them of something they're doing wrong, they can't acknowledge that because they're entitled. So they're going to lash out on you and they're going to see you as jealous or threatening or whatever it is. But then if you turn around and say something good about themselves, even if it's not really true, even if they don't even, you know, deep down believe it, like if you say to them something good and affirming to their quote-unquote greatness... They're going to see you as, you know, just affirming that. They're going to see that as logical. They're going to say, they're going to think to themselves, see, that's another person who not only agrees with me in my greatness, but knows that this is the truth, even if it's not. On page 46, Manson wrote, but entitlement is a failed strategy. It's just another high. It's not happiness. Which is so damn true. Oh my goodness. So, reality. Let's let's get a reality check. The true measurement of this self-esteem, of this self-worth, true measurement is how one feels about their negative experiences. Like I said earlier, if you cannot face these problems, if you can't face your negative experiences, you're weak. No matter how good you feel about yourself, you're still weak. And that's okay, because you can get stronger. But if you cannot acknowledge your issues, you cannot improve. Right? You can't acknowledge your issues, you can't improve. You're left chasing highs. You're accumulating greater levels of denial. The further and further you go, the further you go down your delusion, the deeper that rabbit hole is going to be and the harder it's going to be to get out of it. Eventually, me, whoa, excuse me. Eventually, reality must hit. It has to. It's going to, one way or another. Whether you're in denial or not, reality's going to hit you. So stop assuming. Certainty is the reality of growth. We assume that we're unable to solve our problems and then we feel miserable and helpless. And this is an issue because if we believe our problems are unsolvable, if we assume that, you know, we're unable to do anything about these problems, we're going to feel miserable. We're going to feel helpless. Our unconscious is going to figure that we either are uniquely special or uniquely defective. In other words, we become entitled. I want to say that one more time. If we believe our problems are unsolvable, our unconscious is going to figure that we are either uniquely special or uniquely defective. That is entitlement. That is where that stems from. And it's a cycle. On page 55, Manson wrote, The deeper the pain, the more helpless we feel against our problems, and the more entitlement we adopt to compensate for those problems. Okay, it's a compensation thing, whether it's conscious or unconscious. It's what happens when we have these deep, you know, negative experiences, these deep traumas, these deep, you know, issues. 
Now, Manson goes on to write about how there's no such thing as a personal problem, which, you know, might sound kind of weird to some people. It, I'm not saying that you are not a victim and that you are not valid, okay? It doesn't mean that. It just means that other people have had these problems before. Because you're not special. I'm not special. Nobody is special. Nobody has special problems. Some people might have different problems from others. There might be some different circumstances. But at the end of the day, there's always going to be someone who's had that same type of problem as you. It doesn't, again, it doesn't mean that you're not a victim or that you're not valid. But there's no such thing as a personal problem. The first step to solving problems is recognizing that they're not special, that they're not privileged in severity, in pain, okay? You're not, I don't, like, if someone has not told you this, this constructive criticism I'm about to tell you is going to feel threatening. Exactly what I was just saying earlier. An entitled person getting constructive criticism is going to see it as a threat to their greatness. Your problems, yes, they might suck, but they are not special. They're not privileged. They're not, they're not more severe than anyone else's has ever been. They're not more painful than anybody else's has ever been. People have experienced probably a lot more pain and, you know, severe issues than you. I'm not saying that you're not valid because you are, but you're not the only one. You are not alone. You're not special. We're all pretty damn average at the end of the day. Social media is wild oh my gosh social media just floods us with the best of the best and the worst of the worst right everything that you see on social media is most of the time what people want you to see they want to show you the best of the best they want to show you their good moments this information conditions us to believe exceptionalism is the new normal Right? We see all these best of the best and we start to believe that that's their normal, that's their average. And then we get mad at ourselves because, you know, our normal doesn't look like that. On page 59, Manson wrote, We cope the only way we know how, either through self-aggrandizing or through other-aggrandizing. This, today's media and mass marketing has been messing up people's expectations for themselves, for others, for everything. It's really messing with everybody's heads. On page 60, Manson wrote, Technology has solved old economic problems by giving us new psychological problems. I want to read that one more time because that really stood out to me. Page 60, Manson wrote, Technology has solved old economic problems by giving us new psychological problems. Think about that. Really think about that. If everybody was extraordinary, 
none of us would be extraordinary by definition. I mean, think about that. By definition, if everybody was extraordinary, none of us would be. We'd all be average. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense, right? People believe if they accept average, they'll never improve. People believe if they accept, if they're looking on Instagram and they see all these, you know, best of the best moments and they're looking at themselves and they're in this internal battle of trying to improve because their, their average doesn't look like that. That's when, that's where that battle really gets worse because people, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. It's hard to accept something of yours that's quote-unquote average it's hard to accept that because it it makes you feel like you're never gonna improve on it when in reality if you just let go and stop creating that resistance that's when you know you'll see that change I mean that's for a whole other episode but Anyway, on page 61, Manson wrote, People who become great at something become great because they understand they are not already great. I want to read that one more time. People who become great at something become great because they understand they're not already great. I mean, think about that, too. Like, why else would people work on improving themselves if they already think they're so great? An athlete who is going to the Olympics isn't going to the Olympics because they were just born that way. I'm sure some genetics have stuff to do with it, but they're there because they worked their ass off. They're there because they knew that even though if they were a good athlete at the time, they knew they could improve. They knew that they weren't great, and that is why they got greater. So at the end of the day, it's all about acceptance right? Accepting that not everything in life is going to be noteworthy and that's okay. That's going to release that constant pressure to be something amazing, to do something amazing. Okay? Not everything in life is going to be amazing and perfect and noteworthy, okay? It's, It's the small things that count. You're not, you won't need to prove yourself when you do this, when you release this constant pressure to do something amazing, you won't need to prove yourself. You'll just grow to appreciate the basic and the ordinary things. So on page 61, I want to leave you guys with, but maybe they're ordinary for a reason. Because they are what actually matters. You won't need to prove yourself. You'll grow to appreciate the basic ordinary things I'm gonna say it again page 62 Manson wrote but maybe they are ordinary maybe they're basic for a reason because they are what actually matters so that was a lot of information feel free to whip out a journal and start you know your you know things might have been just clicking in your head that you're realizing about yourselves Take note of that. Take advantage of this time. Take advantage of this, you know, realization time. And I hope you guys were able to get something out of this episode. I don't want to flood it with any more words and rephrasing just to talk. 
I want you guys to really be able to get across what I was saying. But I do want to thank you for listening to this. It really does mean a lot. Please send this to your friend or family, whoever you think would benefit from this or like this. Send them this episode. Send them my podcast. Make sure to follow, rate five stars. And if you want to message me on anything and get either a question, a comment in, or maybe you have a topic or you know, idea that you want to hear about, let me know. My Instagram is chloe.vetter, C-H-L-O-E dot V as in violet, E-T-T-E-R. Again, you can message me on there, anything you want. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And again, thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great, beautiful rest of your day. If not, the sun will rise and we will try again. Thank you guys. I will see you all next Friday with another episode. Peace.